This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. a point, a defining moment, where we choose love over fear. We choose to let go and let be, to claim responsibility for our own healing, to emotionally evolve into emotional awareness and emotional intelligence. It's a choice point. It's the specific moment we decide that we will no longer determine who we are by the fear running our systems, no matter the reason or what the intellect determines. This is evolution. Once you take the leap, breathing and moving through the fear within your physical, mental, and emotional bodies, you begin to unlock your body's chemical capacity at a DNA level, supporting your ability to receive and become love. This choice point will only come from your heart and soul. It will not come from the mind, and no one else can do it for you. You must decide. It is and will be the most challenging and the most important work you do in your lifetime. The intimacy of truly knowing self, of knowing one's heart and transcending fear can, and often does, unfold with such divine grace. It opens with unshakable love as we continue to delve in with devotion. Miracles and profound shifts unfold when we come together in sacred circle. When we come with a deep yes, the unknown is sparked the unexpected blossoms. We are all being called and invited to choose beyond how we know self to be, to heal the separateness within our own patterns, systems, and old beliefs so that we can truly rest within our hearts. Listen for the call. Do you hear it? Can you feel its vibration stirring in your cells? This is a divine invitation from consciousness, a call to the willing heart a call to blossom and to come together as one. From Patricia and Bill with deep love and gratitude. Valeria Tellez interviews Patricia and Bill Klum. Throughout Patricia's journey, she has opened to and explored many avenues of the metaphysical world, working and receiving credentials in many professional healing modalities and transformational programs. Bill's own journey of awakening has led him to extensively explore both mentoring and healing, developing skills across several healing modalities and professional certifications. Devotion and commitment have blessed him with the opportunity to have been among many gifted teachers, always discovering even greater depths of his own heart. Patricia and Bill met at the most unexpected time, introduced by a mutual friend, one of those divine intervention moments. At the time, they lived in two separate countries and had two separate lives. While Bill was living in San Diego, traveling and committed deeply to his transformational work, Patricia was living in Canada and raising her two young sons. When they met, both of them were in relationship with their own selves, 
being led by the divine, single, and trusting in their own unraveling. The moment Patricia met Bill, she knew he had been sent to her. She knew he would hold her feet to the fire and offer her divine reflection. Patricia knew he could really see her and would support the internal shifts around how she showed up in relationship. And when Bill met Patricia, he felt that she would also offer him his divine reflection and her depth of heart inspired him. In their second meeting, Bill reached out with his hand, looked her in the eyes and told her, you're the woman I want. He knew he would grow in deeper and deeper love with her and that she had been sent as an answer to his prayers. Initially, they navigated two countries in their own lives, keeping them in constant growth and vulnerability as they became deeper witnesses to each other's hearts and what that meant for the relationship. Even in partnership, the priority remained and continues to be their connection to spirit and their devotion to their hearts and the path they walk beside each other. In the beginning, they heard whispers from the divine that they were an experiment and to trust the process. After every deep dive, they would check in and gauge if they were still a yes to being in a relationship with each other. Eventually, Spirit confirmed they were no longer an experiment and to get to work. Patricia and Bill really knew and felt at that moment that they were one with each other and able to then be one with those they served. Now, they are used as channels for the miraculous and they are always being called to ensure they are clear as individuals and as divine partners. They're blessed to feel what's wanting to open within an individual or group before they ever land in the retreat or session. Through their relationship, love is amplified and heart and soul is expressed through the beautiful dance of the masculine and feminine. Meet Patricia and Bill at evolutionoftheheart.com. Here's the interview with Patricia and Bill Klum. In your own words, who is Patricia and Bill Klum? Mm, thank you. Yeah, so hi, everyone. Um, I'm Patricia, and Bill and I, we support and serve others as they're opening and healing their heart. So we are um, a couple, actually, and we're together on this soul journey and doing our soul's work working with men and women, um, opening into the fullness of the love that's within them. I love that, of course. Would you like to add anything, Bill, to that? I just read a portion of our book. We're not complete yet. And I was reading it. It was like I was a student of our own writings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, my God. I, I really know when I feel that way about what we've written, I know it's truly come from our heart because it's even though we brought it in, it came through us and we put it into words through our heart. And it still resonates. You know, it kind of comes in layers, right? The onion gets peeled and the deeper you go, I feel the more sensitive that I become to everything, especially my own heart and those around me. And so we are in a time of where everything is really bubbling to the surface in a very fast way in our world. It's not like it's new. It's just something that's always been there. And I encourage people not to lose hope. Mother Earth knows what to do. Creation itself knows what to do. And we can collectively, as we're all sitting on this podcast on Skype, just by the way we live 
the depth of our heart, what we've been through, open to. And the love that has grown in us, we can offer it through consciousness itself that actually penetrates and moves through the whole world. This consciousness in flux is what I call it. How did you meet? I guess that's the basic question. And how did you know without a doubt that the your union was divine, had a per se led a had a divine purpose? That's a wonderful question. You know, we met by chance. I was traveling. Uh, Bill is from California, San Diego, California. I grew up in Vancouver, Canada, and I was traveling, and through a friend connection, we met. And when we met, we knew there was something that reflected in both of us. And as we got to know each other, and as we continued to be curious and explore our own devotion to our relationship, the work we do now opened within us. It wasn't something we actually planned. It was something that inspired and opened us and guided us to where we are now. That sounds wonderful. You said something when you met Bill, something was reflected there. I would love to understand more that reflection that sense of reflection or that reflection that you felt, Patricia, or both of you, actually. Yeah, I can go first. What I saw reflected in Bill was his depth, his strength, his, I felt his heart and his willingness and curiosity of, you know, individual growth. And then also to explore uh, new possibilities, there was just such an opening of God and Bill that was already um, living his soul life, so to speak, including family. You know, I had a list yeah. <laughs> of yeah. that were important to me. And it was uh, how, to, how a partner would be with family, um, with strangers, and their own heart, take care of self, but also feel that um, love for humanity, that was really important to me. So I reflected in him. I would love to hear from you too, Bill, about that reflection. Uh, I was so deeply listening and so touched by going back. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, right. <laughs> holding my so open. That I feel the depth of love that I have for myself and my wife, Patricia, and it's really grown through all the years. And I remember meeting her, uh, another friend. She's from Canada as well. Yeah, I got some. I used to have horses. I had a horse ranch. And she's, hey, she loves horses. So mm -hmm. yeah. would you take my friend horseback riding? And I said, I'll be glad to. And of course, that day, as we talked about it and I kept looking at her, I just, as she spoke and as I looked in her face, she just looked so elegant and so poised and so. It's hard to put into words everything that I felt and saw, but it, I, I was single for a year. I had been married a couple of times, and my prayer after a couple of marriages was, God, please show me and help me find my divine reflection in life. Somebody that really reflects, and I reflect who we are. And that's what I found. I was a little bit scared. <laughs> yeah. So I went into the bathroom and talked. <laughs> said, Bill, <laughs> you're in trouble now. <laughs> yeah. 
Good trouble. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because me and Patricia, we have an age difference. And, you know, so any, anyway, I, I just loved her and was excited. And the second day we went to a restaurant and I talked to myself that night about all mm-hmm. this. And sat down and I met her again. I had already decided in my heart that I wanted to meet her in a different, deeper way. So I put my hand on her lap <laughs> and said, you're the woman I want. <laughs> so that was, was kind of the beginning. It didn't happen right away, but over time we, we worked it out. You know, uh, two countries, different ages, kids. And um, here we are. It's not anything I thought that I would ever be doing in the way of this work. Being open to life, that's what I see. That is so fundamental when it comes to helping humanity as women and men, especially men, it seems to me, because uh, men have been taught to that they are something, almost like an object. They are supposed to act and behave from that place and protect almost that space of who they think they are. And then there's so much suffering and pain there. I see that with my own husband how much it has been a journey to kind of walk with him into the unknown and let the heart lead. And then for him, it's still like a very scary experience. So talk to me for a moment about this dynamic between men and women and how different we are. Sure, I'll speak about the women and then Bilka. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yeah. Um, So what I'm seeing in women, you know, no matter our sexual preference, no matter who we love, uh, those that identify as women, what I see and experience and support them in is really um, allowing themselves the full new relationship with emotion, uh, moving from the pain body into space within uh, for this conversation, the higher heart, a space of clarity and witness and wisdom, a lot of healing in lineage lines through woman, um, a lot of growing into the power of their voice and the power of love that's already within them. So instead of reaching um, as if they need fixing or as if they need to change or morph into something to please another to really embrace who they are all their uniqueness all their sensitivity all their you know wisdom so that can be a linear wisdom a creative wisdom a physical wisdom and just really to rest in that and blossom in that or finding that the women so are Retreats are often half men, half women, uh, singles, couples, uh, mothers, daughters, you know, all different. Yeah. <laughs> what we witness, it's glorious because uh, we get an updated expression of a masculine, those that identify as male, a masculine healing that's quite profound as one man heart opens in the room. Years of, of uh, distortions clear. A woman can really receive a man in such beauty as if for the first time really seeing them and feeling them. Wow, oh, that well, sounds wonderful. Yeah, and it's quite exciting for us. 
you know, because uh, we have all ages. The, the heart's coming in now. It, it's so profound and beautiful. Yeah. It can be felt, Patricia, as you speak. It transcends words. That's interesting to, to notice that. Bill, please, <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. Well, you know, it's just interesting, you know, you know, how I grew up around the military. We moved a lot, never spent a lot of time around a lot of family. And, you know, and this will address the subject you just mentioned. And like your husband, I'm going to go back to that because I want to stay on subject and point. Men are lost. They want to find a way back. And look at the past where women have been so hurt by men in many ways that's it's hard to let go and hard to forgive. It takes a lot of courage to determine and decide to forgive. And it can't be just a concept. I, I, I forgive you, but I'm, I'm always going to remember. And right. <laughs> yeah. that's the true forgiveness. What if that very person that's the hardest person to forgive actually is your introduction into forgiveness? What if that person came into your life to teach you? So anyway, coming back, and women... What I've observed, we've mainly worked with women at first, and now the men are coming in. And so coming back to that place with, you know, men, it's really uncomfortable to feel emotion and the vulnerability. And so we've been taught it's a weakness. So many lifetimes we've been warriors. And so now we are here coming into this place of feeling our hearts into what I call the sage. It's really uncomfortable and yet, the willingness to witness the emotions that men have has been quite shocking. They, men feel really deeply, and it's, it's our now to come to know our hearts. And so, in the experience, I've also witnessed that women, and usually this doesn't fit everybody, are usually about 10 years more advanced in the feeling place. And it takes men a while to catch up. And the truth is, sometimes... You know, I hear people, they don't get it, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. they don't understand me. Yeah. So in that place, that may be true. And yet through the experience of the heart opening and being with the vulnerability in the emotional body is our ticket through the gift of what's on the other side of all of our contraction, you know, the places and concepts that have not been true, the disappointment for some of religion many ways. And I'm not saying it's bad or good. That's, you know, I just know whatever you are, <laughs> you'll be a better one. We don't even address religion. We just basically focus on leading people back home to their hearts. And so that's the work with men is I invite them, a man's man, and yet on the same token, in that moment, my heart can fully be open with the tears, knowing I have not lessened myself as a man. Matter of fact, the tears that are shed are beautiful. I want. I wanted to add just a couple of things um, to what Bill was saying. I want to re- backtrack a little bit to forgiveness. People have been emotionally and physically abused. You know, women or men. What we're inviting people to consider is not not necessarily forgiving the act, because some of the acts are atrocious. It is really finding forgiveness in heart for self possibility of forgiving forgiving the one and not the act so what happens is as we grow and as we open 
when we're able to really feel and open into the field of forgiveness in self and and really notice any areas that hold unforgiveness. This opens our heart and soul to so many different layers and potential of really knowing self at a soul level, connection, and ultimately being the love on the planet, being the compassion. And like Bill said, it's not a concept, it's a it's a living expression of a living expression of love. And then the other, I just wanted to mention one coming back to you to, to the men is that, you know, all of us at one point are invited to clear our heart, our soul, our fields, our, like Bill said, disappointed with our parents and caregivers, uh, with anywhere that we've put on a mask of who we are just to please another, or we have discovered that, um, We've given to everybody else except self. (laughs) All that has to heal and open. I read the blog posts on your website, some of them, and the section on your book, I think it's the introduction or a paragraph in your new book. And that caught my attention the most. I'm wondering why. (laughs) I'm always wondering why I see what I see in this moment. So, but before that, let me ask you a question about... Spirituality, because everything you say, the way you say it, it really kind of comes to me as being spiritual or somehow holding a spiritual belief or concepts. So the question is, what is your understanding of spirituality and is what you do a spiritual work? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, a, that's a really good question. Well, I, I kind of will start out just witnessing some of my experiences with it. <clears throat> you know, I grew up Catholic, and then I shifted to Christianity. I was a pastor for many years. And at the end of it, it was just full of resentment. And, and the piece that I call like one of the thresholds or protectors is the place where we've been overloyal. We haven't been clear on what know in life. So the first thing that I teach in this and Patricia as well, and especially me when I spend time with men, is to get the clarity to have the courage to say yes and no, and to come from a place not of resentment, but a place of neutrality and a place of responding in life. Because we're if we're reacting to anything in life, that's not about them, it's about us. And so in that overloyal piece, you know, it also is the container for the unforgiveness and in the place of our unwillingness. To see the beauty of this experience, because we haven't experienced it before, obviously. And it can't just be a concept. It has to drop from the mind into the heart. And in that place, when your heart is open to that, there's a yes to it. It just kind of organically bubbles up. And there's a place that you can forgive. You know, and you can go back into the past if it's needed. We have sometimes we have to refer to that. But in the place of forgiveness, who I'm truly forgiving is myself. And then in that self-experience, experience it in your own heart. A lot of tears, a lot of questions. And I just know that why won't help me. That's the mind trying to figure it out. The heart knows why already. And so present time in the act of the willingness to forgive already means that it's happening. 
It may just be a small layer, a bigger layer. It keeps peeling. And the beauty of it, so many of us have held on to 20, 30, 40 years. And that's a lot of wasted energy when you could have just let go. You know, and it takes a lot. So in that place, the forgiveness is so profound. It can be like a wildfire in our world when we truly can forgive. But it it doesn't start at the top. It starts with us. Mm. Ah, what a beautiful message. Yeah, it's so true. And then I just wanted to say a little bit about um, the word spirituality. So we feel that, you know, we've been asked that question at different times, at different events, uh, different interviews. And, and we both really feel from our backgrounds and our curiosity and our exploring and our sitting in the fire, so to speak, it is part of our humanness, it's part of our humanity. It's not separate from who we are. So like every relationship is a reflection of what's moving inside. Every decision is a reflection of what is moving inside, the conscious, the unconscious, the superconscious. What is moving within us and every moment that we choose love over fear, even lightest movements, you know, the slightest tuning is strengthening uh, our birthright, our, our, our individual soul connection, intuition, evolution. We're tapping into that. We start to live through it, into it. So it's like an embodiment or it is an embodiment. And the more we embody, the more present. The more present is the more uh, being, living, standing in truth. Salt. And a question came to me, Patricia, about giving and receiving being the dance of love. I see somebody, she's a Reiki energy healer. A few weeks ago, I went there and she said, your right side is overworked, like the arm and the back and the neck, which means that you have been giving more than allowing yourself to receive. Yeah. So I was wondering if that has to do with the energies of the heart. I wanted to understand what she meant by that exactly. I didn't ask her the question. I was just so relaxed in the moment. But how does it work? You just mentioned intuition too. Yeah, that wonderful question. And we're going to um, answer it in layers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful though. Go ahead, Bo. Well, the part where you said that you, she spoke to the right side of your body. The right side of your body actually represents the masculine. Or the doing, the linear. Yeah. Left side, of course, is the feminine. Which is flow and creativity, intuition. And so in the space of sometimes when, and I'm just going to refer to it this way. I'm sure there's other references. Sometimes where men haven't stood up and the masculine, a woman will step in. And so they step out of their, what I'd call, out of the feminine more into the masculine. It doesn't leave room for the feminine being that you may or are already. And so the feminine is the softening. And it takes time to drop that place of where you've had to hold the space for the masculine. Yeah. What we're witnessing, to add to what Bill said and what we're experiencing, and I'm sure listeners and yourself have heard this already in all different voices, 
is that the feminine is arising. The feminine is getting stronger. Mother Earth, the feminine, the energy of that is opening and kind of activating mm -hmm. our evolution. So as we grow and mature within self, as we embody more, we can embody and receive all the different energies to support us. And it happens through the heart. It happens as the heart opens. Mm -hmm. So that tightness that you felt on your right side, you know, when we have one side tighter than the other, it's a, so what we would say in this language is it's contracted or collapsed. So yeah, it's been a little bit overworked. <laughs> and then the left side, uh, the softener, as Bill was saying, uh, you know, we live in this planet and this experience and in, in, in this human body in polarity. And yet the polarities work together. They are necessary for our evolution. So that softening of the, of the feminine as we receive more and as we identify with women feminine and we receive more, that actually is what softens the right side and lets the right side relax. We're releasing simultaneously old structures of what it's meant to be masculine, get it done, the linear process. That is also evolving a fuller process and a fuller experience in life. That was really a surprise to me because I always kind of viewed myself as, as having somewhat a balance, kind of balance those two sides within myself, the feminine and the masculine. And then I heard that and then made so much sense. A question that just came to me about um, how do we learn to trust, really? I think that's where wanted to get at because I do believe that we are life itself and not just uh, as a whole we are not a piece of life the wholeness of life runs through us all of us and everything in here the question is how do we learn to trust that that's okay to be out of balance for a while yeah yeah, yeah beautiful life itself I love that so I'll just start and then Bill will come in I perceive in what you're saying, it's this ever expression. So, you know, as we get to know self and we peel away these layers and we heal and we open to more who we are, to more love, then in our nature, in our humanity, these other layers come into awareness. So it's like the bigger deeper and higher we are within self, you know, connected, um, in streaming, our core, um, knowing self, uh, choosing love over fear, giving, receiving, giving, receiving, everything comes into awareness as nuances. So, you know, your, for example, your right side through your Reiki session coming into your awareness is is because of your opening of your heart. Oh, you're ready to release this. Because it actually happened in our DNA level, in our cellular level. So the body, in our work, we went experience the body is the first to feel and the very last to let go. So 
So it's like, oh, so I'll pause here and I'll take a couple of days just with my body, winding that right side and just self-care by being in the flow. So encounter balance and come back into full opening. So that's a little vision for you. Thank you. And I love your wisdom, Patricia. (laughs) I mean, the wisdom that you let it flow through you. That's life speaking to me. That's what I hear. Thank you. I needed to hear that. So in the place of the masculine, sometimes the feminine beings are in protection because there's been a hurt somewhere. And so that protection is necessary at times until it isn't. And so it's kind of an invite for you. You know, you're already looking at it. It's already happening and moving within you. And the truth about awakening and enlightenment, it's not even in our control. We'd like to think it is. The mind likes to think it is. It organically, in willingness, we grow into it because it's already there. We don't believe anybody is broken or needs to be fixed. We're simply being called sometimes the pain, probably most of the time, I want to say sometimes, gets our attention and is calling us back home to take a look in our heart to see what's there. That's the work of the heart. I believe in my own self, knowing my life. If it wasn't for the pain, I probably wouldn't even have paid attention to it. Mm, So true. So we teach the pain is the medicine. And when pain comes into others' life. I witness I've been one of them, so I know. I ran, ran away from it. I did not want to participate in that. And yet, no matter what, what I did, what course I took, it was still there because I wasn't willing to look at it. And so in the place of just the willingness to sit with it and saying, okay, I'm ready to experience whatever this is. And in the movement of Witnessing is the threshold. Say, for example, one of my big protectors I call is anger. And that was the place where I did not want to feel underneath that, the sadness or the love that I am. And in the expression of that anger, what broke out at the height of it is the depth of love that I am and that I hold. So it's like piercing the veil through the shadows of our life. We pierce that. We're on the other side of coming to know self, the true self, not the manufactured from the mind or what other people have told, but knowing it in our own hearts because we experienced it for ourselves. In order to do this type of work, the foundation has to be built by God, by spirit. From the inside out. And, yeah, and it starts with us. It doesn't start with somebody else. What a beautiful journey, adventure to take in, to say yes to. And I often wonder why some of us resist so much. I have seen that around my family members, and there's so much resistance to forgiveness, to love, even receiving love. And some of them are very old now. They might actually lose the body in that way. Why do some of us are blessed, per se, gifted with awareness, with awakening, and some of us are not? Yeah, the, the great question. So I again, I want to kind of break it down a little bit. So resistance itself is actually movement. Mm, right. It's evolution mm. right, right in the fire. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. Right in the thick of our 
because it's going back to what was said a little while ago through Bill was that it's happening anyway. So people often what we find is first of all, they don't really know what's available for them, that there's other ways and um, to be, there's options for them. Um, and second, they may not know, they may not have a model in their life of what's possible. Because the movement of heart and soul of what we've all been speaking of is uh, received 70, 80% without words. It's a feeling. It's when you're with another person, person as you feel. So do they feel safe? Do they feel grounded? Those some of the language. And then the other I'd like to mention is that um, some people just decide, like Bill did for years, and I have done in different times in my past, that I just wouldn't at that moment face it. It felt like it would be too much to face. And there's a lot on this planet for distraction. So, you know, we have uh, people that come to us Bill worked with someone as young as 10. Uh, we have um, kind of older teenagers. And then we had someone recently that was 85. All different ages, all different backgrounds. And what we noticed is that somewhere in their life, they were curious. Somewhere in their life, they had this willingness to look. And so with this, you know, with that curiosity, that willingness to look, and that is really the movement. And usually it happens, <laughs> a crisis in our life. We question how we've been living and we wonder if there's a different way. That's a profound and clear and beautiful way of seeing life through the many expressions, uh, especially through human beings. I love what you said, Patricia, about resistance being a movement itself. Perhaps for me, it wouldn't seem like a movement towards evolution, but it is. What a beautiful insight. I wanted to add one more thing. <laughs> what we also witness is there's usually one heart in a family unit called to do the work. And then as you continue to open, as you continue to model, as you, and I, when I speak to you, I mean everyone out there that's listening, that have that call. I just want you to know all the yous out there mm, yeah. <laughs> that continue to open as you continue to model, as you continue to really sink into who you truly are and that love, that impacts your family. Find over time, your family starts to have awarenesses and starts to speak the language without actually physically, quote unquote, doing work. Our artwork. It's beyond our mind's ability to put reason. So I just want to encourage your heart and other hearts that you're doing it for self and many and your family will benefit. If Even if they don't have the same language, same experience, they're going to benefit. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Patricia, for being open to being life itself <laughs> and speak from that place. It's truly beautiful. Would you like to add, Bill, to that? You know, it's as we go on, I mean, we, over the years, have accumulated teachings that have come in through our writing and some of our other experiences. 
that we actually, in, when we do a workshop, we walk people right into the trauma, you know, for healing and for their hearts to open. And we, we are right there with them because their experiences that we have had ourselves. So we're not teaching something that we haven't walked in or experienced or integrated in our own selves. You know, the beauty of that, it really creates the core healing is this, is the belief that we're separate. Most painful, that aloneness, that abandonment, that we're separate. And so that's actually what's healing through all the experience of this. And the beauty of this is when the mind and the body itself begin to trust, it becomes that oneness. And then it, the mind at that point just wants to know it's safe and vice versa. And so that's really quite, you know, we usually ask people, you know, does your mind trust your body? You know, on a scale of one to 10, where would you be on that? And then the second question is, does your body trust your mind? And then we go through it with, anyone can do that, listening to self and just write it down. 10 would be extraordinary trust. One one would be like brushing the teeth, kind of a residue, but not clarity. And, you know, you can do that with your mind to body, body to mind. And also we invite you to do that with the life itself. How much are you trusting life? How much are you trusting yourself in life? And what that offers is doorways of what is being worked with through and with you in your own personal evolution. It's like, wow, man, I trust life, yet I don't trust myself. No wonder I get confused. No wonder I get overwhelmed. Okay, what can I now sink into and look at and contemplate and allow to be revealed and healed? I never heard it that way, Patricia, because maybe because I come from a place where I believe, I know, I think that I am life itself. I don't have a life, I am life. So I don't separate that trust in life and in myself because they are one. There's no separation yeah. there. And that's why I asked that question earlier about almost like trusting the process of now feeling overworked on my masculine and, and the feminine being almost too tired to receive. So I trust that too. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's you modeling that trust. So you're modeling life itself, trusting. Where often that's a bridge for others that they begin to lean into and getting to know self as they're coming out of protection and moving towards what you embody now, yourself. With that in mind, talk to me for a moment about your new book. I think we didn't... I mentioned earlier, but we didn't have a chance to talk about it, the content and the release, if you have a, an idea when the book will be released. Yeah, so we're leaning for it to be released um, just before the holidays or early next year. And it's been an incredible journey. It's literally what Bill spoke of later, uh, years of sitting with doing our own work, our own experiences, little stories about our experiences in childhood, our awarenesses as we move through what we spoke of earlier thresholds without having the language for it. Years of um, going up and down the West Coast, working with different communities of people in retreat and just being in presence and heart openings and the miracles happening before us. So 
the book will be quite a focus for someone that is really wanting to unveil who they are. And it will be set up as if they're sitting in retreat with us and going through all the doorways and lifting the veils and unwinding all that no longer serves them. So be in their present moment embodiment of who they are. And what is the best way to contact you to um, be part of this, participate in some of the events that you promote and the coachings and the teachings, Patricia? Yeah, thanks for that question. Um, the best way is there's a couple of different things offered here. And so our website is www.evolutionoftheheart.com. Um, and then on our website, what we offer and we're, we're so you know, full and excited about offering. We offer 20-minute calls. And so what happens is in meeting together online is that you really feel if your heart is, is that yes and willingness and availability inside to continue, like through and with us, holding space for you. And then our retreats are on our page also. We also have, um, and we post them every two or three months. So we invite you to sign up for our newsletter. We send out videos and tools and just connect to the community through the newsletter. And with the newsletter, you actually receive two meditations of ours. They're quick little 10-minute meditations to get you back in your heart. For you to receive clarity instagram and it's our handle is evolution heart and we offer a lot there we're almost at the end before i ask you my final questions would you like to add anything that we didn't cover today any messages that are present now in your minds and your hearts and yeah there's anything else that is um i want to come alive in this moment you got Do you have a couple days? Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> Tell me it's about it. Face <laughs> of yeah of life that we simply become it. And I like what Gandhi said many many years ago. If you don't, I'm not quoting word for word. The gist of it for me: if you don't really like what you see, then become the change. I took that up very serious about 20 25 years ago. And I get it that, you know, we are becoming the change in our world, in our time and space here on the planet. This is the planet of awakening. We'll be uncomfortable. And yet the uncomfortable, the beauty of it, if you sit long with it long enough, you'll receive what that communication is from your heart. You know, the stillness, the contemplation of life. And I want to encourage all the hearts out there, <laughs> you know, really each, we've spoken this a little bit through this uh, interview, each heart is as divine as your own fingerprint, body, a gift that's awaiting in you, wisdom that's awaiting in you for you to meet. So the invitation to resource and move all your energy within to become all that you are. It is a time, an incredible, profound time for everyone. 
You know, and two questions we leave people with is, and this is for anyone listening for their own to percolate with them and ponder with them is, how deep is your yes? And what are you devoted to? What is another word for life? Of all, if we'll each answer them, for me is love. Love is, and Bill's contemplating from one moment. Yeah. Yeah. I just self is being present and on purpose in life so that my gift can come forward. What three experiences you wish everyone to have before they lose the body, before they die? Uh, (laughs) Give me a moment. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) To truly know the sweetness of who they are within, to truly love, hold that infinite love and awareness of the miracle of who they are within, to lean into love, step-by-step, breath-to-breath, to find the liberty and the freedom as they um, live their life from the inside out, all that they are. Yes, a trillion times to, to them, to this truth. Thank you, Patricia. Bill, I would love to hear from you too. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. This is end-of-life type you know, as I'm aging, I'm 17 years, years older than Patricia, which I didn't expect. But, that, you know, in of what I wanted in the next experience that I would have in relationship, I didn't write down location or age. Mm, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but the overall thing, as I am aging, there's just certain realizations that come with life, life experience. And the love and when the heart is open, even as you're aging, becomes so vibrant, so intimate. And I just feel in my own experience, you know, that threshold, we have to sacrifice. That's an old paradigm. It's been done already. So beyond that, what I'm being invited to, the shadow or the other side of it, is my devotion. Surrender is surrender, and it's a step. And yet there's a deeper space that many are being called to is to really drop into that devotion where it becomes intimate with your experience with the divine with another. And it's a very comfortable place because your heart, you know, in the sidewalk that you walk down or a beach walk and you see somebody with their head down and you say hello. And, you know, I never thought that was really that important because I wasn't that type of guy. (laughs) But at the core of me, I've hit that strong vibration of joy which is really who we are inside and that joy just whatever valley whatever situation i'm in doesn't mean i'm always smiling but in most circumstances that joy but not everybody i'll say hello to everybody a couple might not say anything but just in that place where you can fully embrace the world and everything around you know everything is as it should be even this evolution is occurring. It's drawing so many people back together to ally with goodness. And I didn't know the world had that strong of a commitment to it, but I sure have seen some things that are shifting. And so I believe it's the love that we are becoming and already are that is actually shifting our planet. 
we're in the uncomfortable stage for now, and it will shift. A question that I often ask, not to everyone, all my guests, but some of them, is that if this ever happened before, where we came to the point of, you know, the high point of evolution as humans, where we lived together in harmony, in large numbers on Earth, did this happen before? Mm. So that's another good question. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stop asking them. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so from my soul's experience is that this is the first time in the way of the numbers and the mixtures of humans, you know, humanity, uh, that it has been something we've experienced, uh, different world, smaller scales, and the world has shifted, you know. Many more humanities here, and yeah, and that is what is in movement now is to move us into a place that the harmony and the honor of each other and the culture and the values come back into integrity. It sounds like the experience of love, my Patricia, the embodiment of love. Yeah. Um, wow. Would you like to add? Anything else to that, Bill, to that question and answer? These are surprise in the moment questions, and they're quite profound. And it really causes me, you know, I love it because I look inside to find, okay, what, where's it in you? And has that been your experience? And I just, in my own experience, in that devotion, it has opened me like never before. And I just know that any resistance to our own divinity is we're hurting ourselves. The resistance is a movement when you're aware of it, and yet in that space, when you really start honoring your own divinity, it's changing you, it's changing the world, changing those around you. And when you've, you've been the one in the family to be the light, my mentor says, Bill, keep doing your work. And many times in my work, I've had so many people sit on my lap that were really in a lot of pain and heart to heart. I mean, in healing them, and I was saying, great spirit, what about my family, my daughters? And and as, then I just kind of let it go, and then my family started coming in. And so we, we really open the door when their hearts are ready, and we don't know when that's going to be. It'll just be ready whenever it is, but it's, it's a very profound experience, and we are in, the, you know, we are in evolution, and this is what it looks like. And again, before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Yeah, beautiful. You can Instagram us at Evolution Heart and our website at www.evolutiontheheart.com. We would love to hear from everybody. I'll have those links on your podcast profile too. Thank you again, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now, Patricia and Bill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Patricia and Bill Klum and their work, please visit evolutionoftheheart.com. To 
learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org/podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.